walk us through the Waller, like how do you get on your radar, just kind of how that came together? Yeah, I've known Dave uh, Ziegler for a long time, so we, we had been in contact, um, you know, senior bowl, and at the combine we just had some general conversations, hey, anybody on your team that may be available, you kind of had those general conversations with, you know, all the GMs at the combine, that's part of it, and Waller was a name that, that came up that, that we were interested in, and we continued those talks when we got back, and um, after doing a little bit of research and uh, coming to agreement on the value, you know, we went ahead and pulled the trigger. How much of concern is his health and his availability? Yeah, we did a lot of research on that as well. And, you know, our, our training staff was uh, the Ed Block uh, training staff of the year this past year. Our soft tissue injuries are down over 200%. Um, if you take out, you know, a couple players that had multiple soft tissues, you know, we were in really good shape. So, um, you know, the soft tissue stuff, I have a lot of confidence in the training staff, our strength staff, the sports science. Um, you know, Dave spends a lot of time with those groups of people along with myself mapping out the practice schedule, uh, training camp, how we're going to do things from the start of the season to the end of the season. And um, we felt comfortable with the, uh, the information we had and, you know, the staff that we have in place to, to, to get him on the field and keep him healthy. Do you, 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 you put a premium on the guys like injury histories and mm -hmm. risk in that regard? Yeah, absolutely. Why have you... I don't know if you've changed that, but it seems like you've added a lot of guys with some histories. How have you approached that? Yeah, I think if, I mean, when I got the job, Daniel, he missed a lot of games the year before. Uh, Saquon missed a lot of games the year before. Richie James missed the entire season the year before. Uh, Leonard Williams hadn't missed a game his entire career. And he missed a, you know what I mean? Like, you got to balance it. Like, it's football, there's going to be injuries. Uh, you evaluate the injuries on an individual basis. Were they preventable? Um, you know, how did they occur? You look at the film on some of the injuries. Is it something we could have done better? So, again, we're always going to continue to find a competitive advantage wherever we can. And, again, I have a lot of confidence in our strength staff, our medical staff, and the research that we've done on some of these players that the injuries are something that we can treat and, you know, the players will be available. When you break down, you know, we want more weapons. We want more things around Daniel, right, mm -hmm. um, in the passing game, let's say. So um, do you say, okay, it's a tight end, it's a receiver, or do you say it's a weapon? So like this Waller balance out, maybe not a receiver, you can get it number one or something like that? Yeah, I think that's a good point. Yeah, it's a, he's a offensive weapon. Again, who are those weapons that are available? You know, again, you, you have a free agency cycle, you have players that are available for trade, and you have a draft. Okay, so where, where can we find a, a player that has, you know, a dynamic skill set that can, that can help us? And Waller was one of those players that, you know, we, we found out was available, did our research on him, and were able to come, you know, the value met what we were willing to pay. And, you know, again, that was, you know, adding him. You know, to me, he's a, he's a blue player, a Pro Bowl type player. And, you know, I think that was, you know, he'll be an asset for our offense. Bl your... Blue player? That's, sorry, that's our grading skill. You know, if they're, if they're a blue, they're a Pro Bowl player. Blue. So, you know, again, adding a weapon that, you know, a guy that's a, a Pro Bowl type, you know, player. What's your concern level about the offensive line right now? You've obviously, your center's going, your, your backup center's going, who play guard. Yeah. Uh, so what's your concern level there? Yeah, and again, we, you know, that was, we knew John was on a one-year contract. Last year at this time, we didn't know if Nick Gates was ever going to be able to play football again. Heck, we didn't know that till you know, midway through the season. So um, we had contingency plans in place. You know, we claimed Jack Anderson. Um, he was with us in Buffalo. He's been working at center. Ben Bredesen's a guy that we feel very comfortable with uh, playing center. And then Shane Lemieux was playing it as well, you know, last season before the injury. So we've got some guys in there that will battle it out. You know, we could, you know, again, we still have the draft. I mean, we still have some – there's some centers that are on the street that we could consider. So we don't play until September. You know, we're at camp in August, so we still have time. Um, you know, guys may be cut post-draft. There can be cap casualties. So we'll be patient. We'll continue to look. But we have, we have confidence in, in Ben Bredesen, Jack Anderson, and Shane, you know, that they can snap the ball and where play center for us. Where does Saquon's negotiation stand? 
Um, we, I just talked to his agent a couple days ago, so we're, I'm, I've been in constant contact with her. Right now he's on the franchise tag, and, you know, again, until we come to some sort of agreement down the road, then that, that's what it is right now. It's going to be the tag. Based, the on the, based on the running back market situation, mm -hmm. does your initial offer to him still stand, or are you, have you removed that? Yeah, no, there's no there's no outstanding offer right now. So once we put the franchise tag on him, we step back. We knew that throughout the negotiation there was going to be a time where if we can't come to agreement, you know, we're going to go to the franchise tag, and, and that's what we did. And now you're resetting negotiations, essentially. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, essentially, when you're building a team, like, and, I, and I'll say this to everybody, like, there's 53 players. Yeah. You can't look at everybody in a silo. So right. as you're going through the negotiations, if you can't come to an agreement on what the value of the player is, then you have to shift to plan B. And we knew we had the franchise tag as a tool, and, you know, we'll utilize that and, you know, see if thing, anything happens down the road. How much does the running back market, uh, the soft, affect how you value him? You may value him at one it point. Doesn't, no. It doesn't. It you doesn't. Know, I, I still think Saquon knows how I think about him, so it, it doesn't. As I say, it's a big number. So would you be comfortable if he just says, no, oh, I'm going to play it through and play on this number? Are you comfortable with him sticking around on that number for this year? On if the it, franchise tag? Yeah, if it yeah. comes to that. Yep. Okay. And, and, and what, about, what, about a, sorry, what about a player? You know, he obviously doesn't want the tag. Running back having to stay healthy for another tag. You know, the player's mental state going through a year on a tag. You know, do you, do you, you can't do anything about it if that's... Yeah, you have to ask him that. I'm, okay. not, I'm not sure. John, John said earlier that you guys haven't closed the door on Odell. Is the, the way Caps things are right now, is it even possible to to sign him what at the level he wants? I mean, would that be an issue right now? Yeah, we'll continue, not just Odell, but you know, players across all positions that are available, we'll continue to look at. And again, there's... You can you can get creative with the cap if you need to um, in certain situations. Again, we're trying to get out of that business for now. At some point, it's probably going to have to happen. But um, yeah, again, if there's a player out there that we think we that will help us, um, you know, we'll always look into those if it makes sense. Joe, have you spoken to Saquon yet about maybe what your expectations are? You know, April 16th, I think, is when when you guys come in. Is he going to? No, I haven't talked to him about that. I've I've talked to him. I mean, I probably talked to him. It's probably a week, week and a half ago. And again, I've been in constant contact with his representative. So you joked every time you brought up Leonard about the pay cut thing that came up. Like, where mm -hmm. do things stand? Have you, have you made any action there to try to get that no. number lowered? No. Do you think you'll need to eventually? Everything's on the table, but no, we haven't. We haven't had conversations with him about that. And John Mara was saying here, he you know fully expects Leonard to be on the team this year. Mm -hmm. So uh, like obviously, when you go to a guy with a pay cut, there's always a threat like, okay, if you don't take this, we're going to cut you. Mm -hmm. So. Do you think that you know basically saying that he's going to be on the team could you know he's going to say well you already said I'm going to be on the team is there you know what I mean is that undercut that at all or it's not I guess it's not legal. But what's the other side of that? Well, you just said you got to go to him and say we're going to cut you. So again, it's his cap numbers high. His cash is you know it's probably if he doesn't miss any games you know I don't think it's out of whack. And again we'll we'll, we'll try to figure it out. But like to go to one of your better players and say you know you take a pay cut and you don't have any leverage then they're probably not going to you know so yeah, yeah. Um, we like Leonard we, we haven't had any conversations with it I know he made that comment we kind of joke about it but we haven't approached him on anything like that and there's other ways to do it right you could move the money around in other ways than just having them take a pay yeah. cut clearly right we could yeah okay. yep. to go with no, no, just going to follow up on decks if you guys mm -hmm. have had any more conversations with that yeah or? yeah we've had good conversations with the representatives um, probably Friday was probably the last time we were in contact with them so you know again we're um, you know, we're in negotiations, and you know, we'll see if we can get something done. You guys keep going to dinner with wide receivers. So, uh, do you, is that an indication that you need we go to, to dinner with a lot of players? It's not just wide receivers; it's what everybody focuses on. Uh, yeah. Do you feel like you still need to upgrade that position? I mean, I know Darren's kind of a wide receiver, but is yeah, yeah, and that's the good thing about Dave's is whatever weapons we have, like he does a great job of. Again. 
we're doing some self-scout from last season, but in terms of our playbook and what we're going to do this upcoming season, we're going to wait until we have all the weapons in the building. Again, we know we have Waller now. We know we have Paris, like Slayton's back. You got Saquon. You, you look at the guys that have Wandell is going to be coming back. You know, hopefully Shep gets healthy. So um, Hodgins, we got depth and we got competition across the board. So once we figure out who's going to be here, then we'll start mapping out the offense. Joe, what, you said the soft RB market financially is not a factor with Saquon. Why not, though? Because... I mean, doesn't that it's dictate not, contracts? It's not for us. Just because you think he's unique, or it's just, just where we are with him on the franchise tag, we're fine with that. I mean, where does that rank him in the in the running backs in the league? Twelve, ten. Like At that. ten million? No, he's higher than that. Higher than that? Yeah, it's higher than that. You're not comfortable going over that. It sounds like that. Or, or I mean, that's just where we are right now. Yeah. When we, as we mapped out the off-season program, that was an option we had. And again, we had to look. There's other. It's just not one player. You know, we have multiple players, and we're trying to build a team, whether it's offensively, defensively, special teams. And you know, it came to the point where you know the franchise tag was what we had to use. Chemistry was such an important thing for you guys last year. When you get something like that, and every year is different. You come back. Do, do things like that worry you? That hey, if he's not a happy camper, it could affected the chemistry of the team yeah I'm, I'm not going to speak for how how he's going to feel but yeah I mean we've you know we got Matt Breida back he's a leader on offense he's a leader on special teams Daniel was a captain um, you know the receiver room is you know comprised of a bunch of good guys you know defensive line we got guys back Hottie's going to be back uh, Okariki's you know a good leader Nacho's a leader um, we just signed Bobby McCain he's a leader so I, I think I think we've got a good good group of leaders you know on the team um, again it stunk losing Julian and um, Gates and Feliciano, those guys were some really good leaders that were important to the team last year. But uh, every year is new. You know, you start new. It's going to be a totally different team, a, a totally different chemistry. Um, but I think we got good places, good pieces in place in terms of the people and, and the leadership skills. On the flip side of offensive additions, where do you feel about like cornerback and especially uh, linebacker too? Without anybody? Yeah, I mean we have depth at corner. Um, obviously, Dory's coming back. We like some of our our young guys. And again, the, the draft class, you expect some of those guys um, one coming back healthy, and then two you know, make a jump, you know, in year two, whether it's offensively or defensively. So, um, again, those guys coming back off injury, I think will be a big, big help for us. Do you see Nick and Cordell fighting for the way things stand right now and obviously the draft, but fighting for that other? Yeah, it's going to be open competition. It's gonna, I think we showed that last year, regardless of where you're drafted or how much money you're making, we're going to try to, we're going to play the best players. And, you know, I think that was um, apparent and those guys will, those guys will battle it out and, you know, the best man will, will play. Hey, big picture question. Last year at this time, you were saying it was like uh, compete today, build for tomorrow. Like, mm -hmm. Where are you at in that process? Like, how much are things expedited? Do you see a window here? The NFC, maybe there's you know a path for you guys to make a, a, a leap. Yeah, we just again, we just want to keep making progress each year, and I, I think you know off season having a little bit more flexibility financially to go out and get some players um, helped us. You know, we still got the draft capital, so again, we'll when you're paying players, you know, whether it's you know, top of the market, top five, top ten, you know, eventually, you know, you have to draft well because you got to have those players that are cost controlled. So we'll still focus on those guys um, with, again, future contracts coming up that'll probably be pretty hefty too. So, you know, it's going to be important that we draft and those young players contribute. How much better do you think your run defense is with the linebacker and the, the, the uh, defensive tackle? Yeah, it's definitely better. It's definitely better. I, mean, I don't know how much, but like last year, you know, the D-line depth, you know, was something – and the, and the linebacker depth, we just it was hard to to upgrade that throughout the season, and uh, you know I felt like we've done that so far. If you list from last year as you went game to game to game, your concerns was run defense at or top. 
you know, high. Yeah, I think we were 27th things. in the league. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, it was. And then you know, if you get to third down, then Wink can do a lot of the stuff that he does. So you had Ashawn Robinson. Is that still on the table? Yeah, yeah, we're still in the go. You know, negotiation with his guy. I wouldn't say negotiation. We're in talks with him. Um, and you know we'll, we'll continue to be. We've had good conversations with his, his representatives. A lot of uh, GMs on Twitter have you trading for wide receivers. Um, is that something? <laughs> is that something you think uh, is possible? Um, again, we're going to be no different than the Waller thing. You know, this is a good time. You know, being around all the other GMs to have conversations with them. Again, anybody in your roster that you're maybe shopping or you know may get rid of or you know whatever, you, you have those conversations now. And hey, if if you are going to move player X, you know, keep me in the loop or you circle back with them. Um, so again, we're. We're always going to be looking to get better, you know, whether it's whatever avenue it is, and, and trade being one of those, you know, we'll be open to it. How open are you on the trade idea, maybe using some of that draft capital to move up in the, in the draft at all? Yeah, we could go either way. Again, if, if it makes sense, we'll, we'll go through all these conversations, obviously, and strategizing in, uh, in, in April, but, you know, we can move up, we can move back, you know, just depending how it is. You know, I always like to go into the draft being able to go play a game. We may not be as, as good as we were a year ago, or we may be close, but you can go in and then you don't have to draft for need. You can take the best player available if you have to. You don't you know, back yourself into a corner, so I think that's important. How are you just kind of a, how are you feeling going into this draft this year? You know, you have your quarterback set just compared to last year and feeling so overwhelmed, perhaps. Yeah, good. I mean, much better. I have a much better feel for, you know, spe specifically defensively, you know, what, what Wink wants. I had never worked with Wink before where, you know, Dave's and I and some of the offensive guys that worked together. So that process was a little bit smoother in terms of what they were looking for. So in terms of, you know, what exactly Wink wants in his defense and how he's going to utilize, you know, the personnel, you know, I feel much better going into it. When you, when you um, came here this year, did you ever at any point think back to last year in Florida and, you know, you were very new, you, you, you know, you didn't have a lot of money in free agency. You were a first-time GM, you know, and, and think back the two and, you know, it's kind of one year later, you know, where you are and, and how much more better you feel probably about yourself and the team. Yeah, I mean, it, was a, it was a different set of problems. You know, last year it was easy to tell everybody you don't have any money. And then the year you have money, everybody says, well, you, you know, the agents tell you, well, you got money. Why don't you pay this guy more? So it was a different uh, free agency cycle for sure. Um, you know, you start off the, from a position of strength in terms of financially. Um, but yeah, it's just I'm excited for year two. I'm excited for Dave's and his staff. I'm excited that we have continuity. Um, amongst the staff, um, you know, both coordinators coming back who, you know, have a chance of being, you know, head coaches. They had interviews and were finalists for jobs. So uh, the build to, to get those guys back and then, you know, core nucleus of the team coming back, they, they know the offense, they know the defense, they know the culture, they know how we're going to do things. Uh, they know what the calendar looks like. You know, Dave's going to take care of them at practice. So, um, yeah, I'm just excited. But every, every year is new and we have a lot of work to do. And, you know, we've got to build that chemistry uh, for the 2023 team because, you know, 2022 doesn't matter anymore. You knew Brian better than anybody. You know, you helped bring him here, obviously. Um, he's the coach of the year now. Did, what did, you, did you learn a lot from him? You know, and, and did you learn a lot in him this year that, like, you look back and I was, okay, I knew he was going to be a good coach, but he's even done this, you know what I'm saying? You know, this is the, f the one year you worked yeah, together I, with him I, as a head coach. Yeah, I think just his, his leadership across, you know, I'd seen it before, his leadership right. across, you know, all three phases. You know, there was, you know, he was offensive coordinator, you know, dealing with the defensive guys, even when he wasn't a coach on that side of the ball or special teams. And, um, you know, he did that throughout the building, not just the team, but throughout the building this year. And, you know, I was very impressed with his leadership, you know, through good times and bad, and 
we had some adversity there midseason, you know, after the bye and stuff. And, you know, I thought he did a really good job navigating those waters. And, um, you know, eventually we came out on the other side and went on to win a playoff game. So, yeah, I think he did a great job. Joe, well, let's talk to you. you. You said, you know, it was after Daniel's contract. And you said, obviously, now you want to put some weapons around him and give him mm -hmm. support. Do you feel like now, sitting here, that you guys have successfully done that with what you did in free agency and you no know, water trading? Have you put the right weapons yeah, around Yeah, I think him? We're, we're better than we were. And, again, it goes back to it's not fantasy football. So, when you say, go get a number one receiver. Like, you're only afforded what's on the market, what's available. So, like, all these things sound great, but – you know, with the receiver group that was out there, you know, Paris Campbell was a guy our coaches really liked. We liked Slayton getting him back. Um, you know, it was important upgrading the D-line, linebacker. So um, I know receiver is kind of the one that everybody holds on to. Um, but, yeah, I think Daniel has a better group. You know, he, he knew Crowder very well. He had thrown with him before, um, you know, his days at Duke. So, yeah, I'm, I'm excited about it. I'm excited to see how these guys gel and, you know, what Daniel can do.